Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1,123. Those who dare to fail miserably can achieve greatly. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I am revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Jim Osborne. Hey, Jim, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Man, I always. I'll bet. Absolutely. Jim Osborne, MD, is an orthopedic spine surgeon, assistant professor at UT College of Medicine, and the chairman of the board and co-founder at the Austin Hatcher Foundation. The mission at Austin Hatcher Foundation is to erase the effects of pediatric cancer and to optimize each child's quality of life through essential specialized intervention, beginning at the time of diagnosis and continuing throughout their survivorship. So what does this have to do with cars, hot rods, and racing? Well, their new education advancement center includes programs available for individuals to participate in groups or families and includes the Hot Riders of Tomorrow Engine Building Challenge, the Driving Performance Improvement Programs, and Simulators. They are also the proud charity recipients of the International Motorsports Association, known as IMSA. So, Jim, I've told my listeners here just a little bit about you. Would you take a brief moment to share a little bit more about your career, your passion for automobiles, and the tremendous work you're doing there to help children in need? Sure. Thank you very much. We appreciate the opportunity to be here. I will tell you that I am a product of a, of a motorhead family. <laughs> I grew up in a home where we had Chevy, Cadillac, Pontiac, Jeep, dealer, and we always had new cars and always were excited about what was coming next and never ceased to get a thrill out of the next toy that came up as a, as a demo ride. We raced motocross growing up. I raced professionally in the Speed World Challenge Series and ultimately the World Challenge Series. And so I would say that uh, petrol runs through my veins instead of blood. I love it. Well, also, as we uh, get into the questions, or I should say before we get into the questions, I would love for you to share a little bit about your involvement and in, in founding, and I believe it's along with your wife, the Austin Hatcher um, Foundation, because uh, my understanding is that Austin Hatcher Osborne, um, he was uh, someone who had a relationship with the uh, Austin Hatcher Foundation and SEMA. I know you guys work with SEMA a lot in the International Motorsports Association and Good Guys and Rod and Custom Association. So tell me how this all ties together, obviously because you're a medical doctor. You know, life has its really great turns and twists. And throughout our life, we have some great opportunities that arise. And we have some things that come around that aren't so great. When I finished medical school and residency, I had been racing cars amateur. And my brother, who's a dentist, over one summer, I was looking to get a new Z8. And my brother's like, you know, Jim, now is the time for you to start racing professionally. Mm-hmm. I've got time, you've got time and money, and now is, now is when you should do it. So we contacted the folks at the Speed World Challenge Series, and I'd already had a license to race. And so we got a reference to Jeff McMillan, who'd won the championship the year before, and we had him build our first car. And racing in that series, it's a televised series, it's 50-minute sprints we decided the best thing that we could do would be to raise money for charities and use the TV coverage and the 
our activities, since we are blessed to be able to do this, uh, to help other people. And so we started raising money for kids with cancer. And as we traveled around the United States, we visited different children's hospitals and we took race car drivers to the children's hospital to work with the kids. Through that opportunity, we saw that there was a huge deficit in care. Insurance doesn't pay for certain types of care, which are what's called psycho-oncology. And basically what that is, is you think about putting a car on a dyno and trying to optimize the horsepower. The chemo and radiation that's used to protect these child from their cancer diminishes their brain power. And they just need a little tuning to help them optimize the outcome long term. And in 2004, Southern Living heard about magazine, heard what we're doing. And they sent this orange and purple spiky haired photographer out to the races at Road Atlanta at Petit Le Mans to do a story on our team. We had been having a, a every year event there from 2001 on, including a charity motorcycle ride. And this hot, purple-haired girl, I invited her to go out with me, and she refused. <laughs> and uh, <Okay. laughs> magazine sent her back out to shoot pictures at my office. And ultimately, that girl became my wife. Nice. And, um, <laughs> We were racing um, in 2006. We decided that we would go a different direction with our race car. We'd already, we were racing a BMW. We built an Australian Holden to run in the GT class, but we started building a, a diesel Volkswagen to race in the touring class. And my son, Austin Hatcher Osborne, was born on August 15th. Mm. That was his grandfather's birthday on my dad's side. And, wow. And uh, my, Grandmother, I mean, my mother's dad was J.D. Hatcher, and so we pulled his name into Hatch, uh, Hatch's name, Austin Hatcher. Mm -hmm. Hatch was born, and he did great. He's a great little, slept well, everything was fine. We went to do our cancer fundraiser at the Petite, and families that we took care of were all there. And Came home from the event, and Hatch started getting fussy. It kept getting worse, and then... On Sunday, I was had been on call and operating, and my wife called me and told me that his arm wasn't moving and his eye wasn't moving, and uh, it was mm -hmm. actually deviated out. So we took him to the emergency room. They ran a bunch of tests. The next day, they did MRIs, and he had multiple brain tumors and spinal cord tumors. Oh. And he was flown from our hospital in Chattanooga to Atlanta without us. One of the people that we'd been raising money for the Cancer Institute went and held Hatch until we could get there. Mm -hmm. And then that next week, the families that we've been taking care of at the Petit Le Mans were taking care of us. We saw them yeah. in the hospital, asked why we were there. Ultimately, we were told that there was no treatment for Hatch. And uh, these were very aggressive tumors. They'd only been diagnosed for five years. And mm -hmm. that our best option was to take Hatch home. And Hatch passed away in my arms five days later. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I'm so sorry. So, well, you know, I'm, it's, I'm not the first person to deal with this and won't be the last. These are part of the opportunities that come. They're both good and bad. Right, right. So that said, obviously, we're quite devastated. And we looked at what we knew and we looked at where we were and we decided that the foundation in his name would start. And it would not have our family name because it wasn't about us. It's about him and yeah. the families like him. And so we created the Austin Hatcher Foundation to fill this gap in care that was developed out of our racing and what we learned. So the Austin Hatcher Foundation started in December of 2006. And wow. 
since that period, we've provided service to over 72,000 folks across 28 states, 38 hospitals. Nice. What a tremendous way to honor your son. I'm, I'm just so sorry. And it's an incredibly somber and, and realistic way to start this show, which is usually about fun in cars, which we're going to get there. But I'm so glad that you shared this story because it sets the tone for what happened after. That is really what's important right now in the work that what you and your foundation are doing is so important and so valuable to so many people. In his honor, makes it even more special. And uh, wow, I'm very humbled that you share that with me today. Let's talk about a success quote or a mantra that you guys use, perhaps as part of the foundation or you in your business or in your racing. It's a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on cars. Yeah. So, Jim, take the wheel. Well, I think the mantra that we have, and this, I'll, I'll circle back to this a minute in just a, a life, and, and that is, it's a quote by John F. Kennedy. Those who dare to fail miserably can achieve greatly. <laughs> yes. And I'll tell you, you look at this whole picture, and, and you gave a little bit of my diverse background. I've got a degree in medical parasitology. I've got a medical degree. I've got an economics degree. I've been in the military. I've been in private practice. And I've had this great opportunity to do a lot of different things that don't actually look like that they'll fit into a pattern. Competing in the world challenge against the factory teams as a as a doctor and dentist privateer is crazy as hell. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm not thinking, how do you have time for all this? Oh, my God. Talk about how you achieve. You don't sleep, do you, Jim? Well, life is a series of opportunities. Yes. It is what you make of it. And, yes. you know, I've been fortunate enough to have these. It's the same thing with the foundation. It's the same thing. You know, all those people I learned about uh, marketing and sponsorship and how important that was to raising. About 80% of the money that the foundation raises a year to provide service comes from the automobile industry, comes mm-hmm. from SEMA, IMSA, comes from Ford, Chevy, Dodge, the very first when, when Chrysler re-released the Viper, mm-hmm. we had been number one. And I had the opportunity to ask Sergio Marchione personally to give us that vehicle. So, you know, life, automobiles, all that, you, you if you're willing to take it on, you can make it happen. It's, it's a wonderful concept. And Jim, I can tell here, just in the short time we've been talking, you are an amazing connector of people, uh, which is oh so important in whatever you do, any kind of business you do, is making those connections. And I've said it before, Cars Yeah is about cars, but it really ultimately is about the people and how they've wrapped that into their lives. And people like you figured out a way to do just that, but also give back. That's like the secret sauce with icing on top for the cake of life, if you will. Let's talk about your personal passion for cars for just a moment. You're a car guy, obviously. You figured out how to go into medicine and be involved in that, but also race cars, which is awesome. Uh, tell us about a pivotal moment in your life when you knew you're indeed a car Um, You know, like I said, the early getting all these different cars coming through and my parents, I think the first grand awakening I had was in 1970. We had a Pontiac Grand Prix 428, and it was silver, no padded top, and black interior. And my parents drove the wheels off that thing. And we would go 140 miles an hour down the interstate with four kids in it. Oh my and gosh. I can tell you, with, at that point, I realized horsepower and what the passion for automobiles really was and yeah. is. 
Yeah. And that <laughs> probably was the stimulus for where I am today. That was a love that came on as a child, and that passion continues to grow. No doubt. No doubt. Oh, my goodness. Well, let's talk about a big challenge or a big failure you faced along the way. Now, you obviously mentioned the ultimate challenge, you losing a child. It's incomprehensible to me. I mean, just huge, hugely difficult to go through. But let's talk about something else that might relate to maybe the foundation or to your racing, something that really taught you a super valuable lesson that helped you move forward. I will tell you, the lesson to learn always is perseverance. Mm. And, you know, in, in racing, one weekend, probably the, the pivotal race for us, we were at Sonoma and we drove out from Tennessee. We had two cars, two car team, and we show up and for that weekend, the motor had timed out. And so we drove from here to there and our motor was being shipped in and we had to change the motor out at the last minute. That motor came and it was not appropriate. And so oh, no. double header weekend. Yeah, it was a yeah. double header weekend and the team stayed up all night, Friday and Saturday night, well, Thursday, Friday and Saturday night, because they ended up having to change out two motors, completely change the clutch assembly to two different manufacturers because we had to go through the teams in the paddock to assemble all the parts. And then we pulled up, we ended up missing the first heat on Saturday and the race on Sunday, or the second race on Sunday, the double header, I pulled the car down, we got it all together, pulled it down onto the, the paddock and one of the oil lines let go and it dumped oil right there and we were finished oh. up for the whole race. Oh, no. Now, that is a negative outcome, but I cannot tell you how positive it was for the perseverance of the team who busted their hump yeah. every time and had such pride and such ownership in what we did. You know, that's, a, that's the same story of losing our child and moving forward. It's understanding that everybody who works for the Austin Hatcher Foundation is working for a fraction of what they should be getting if they were working in a non uh, in a for profit, and mm-hmm. I think life story is to be successful. You've just got to persevere. Absolutely, and you know another thing I've learned after what a thousand one hundred twenty three guests here on Cars yeah, is the way to truly fulfill your life is to give back to others. You figured that out. You figured that out when you decided to be a physician, but you figured it out even more through this foundation. But I have learned that from all my guests, and especially racing, perseverance, tenacity, never give up. I hear that from every professional racer I have on this show. Never, ever give up, but uh, you're right. And and having a bit of gratitude along the way, uh, awesome way to help you uh, get through life and be happier. It really is the ultimate way to be happy is to give back. Let's shift gears and go to the other end of the spectrum. I'd love for you to share maybe one of those career or racing aha moments, a time when the headlights kind of steer you down a different path that you thought you might be going. Do you have one of those you can share? Uh, really, more more with the, the aha moment with the foundation and how opportunities present themselves for us to do something. And, and I guess probably the, the biggest aha moment and the changes uh, was when we did have the opportunity to get on the phone with Sergio Marchione and have a conversation with him about then number one Viper, mm. um, we at the foundation we started probably eight or ten years ago. I, I met uh, we were at SEMA in the GM booth, and I met Gary Bennett and uh, Steve Davis of Garrett of uh, Barrett Jackson. Okay. And at that point, they told me, you know here's how you make money in auctions. It has to do with the story and the story behind the vehicle. And people really want to 
want a story associated with the cars because they can buy their, any car. And it was interesting that, that that was the beginning of an aha moment. And then the next part, the summary of that was when I was able to to connect and actually ask Mr. Marchione for his car. And he told me, then number one is mine. <laughs> and I said, you can have, you can create three of those. They're all yours. I just want the first one. <laughs> There's that marketing coming through. Yes, sir. Well, and of course, the great Sergio Marchione, we just lost him back in July, a tragic loss, of course. Uh, so you had a chance to talk to him real briefly. What was he like as an individual? Uh, very charismatic and very gracious. Yeah. Yeah, it's what I've heard from several other people. I would have loved to have had him as a guest here on Cars. Yeah, what an opportunity. But you landed that number one car. We did. <laughs> it, it, it was it was such a tension fury getting it because uh, at that point, all the information from Chrysler was embargoed on the car. Mm. And even though I was able to knit together with Barrett Jackson to get the vehicle there, to, to get a spot for it, whether it actually got there on time or not for the auction, it was a tightrope the whole time. Yeah. Wow. What a story. Well, let's talk about your first really special car, that first car, or maybe it's a race car that had great meaning for you. You know, I would tell you that probably the most fun car and got me in the most trouble uh, <laughs> was a Chevrolet Monza in 1976. It was my first car, and I'm the youngest of four, and I had to mm -hmm. ride around with everybody else until I got my license. So when I was 15, I uh, bought this car, brand new, saved the money working mowing lawns. Nice. And before I'd even gotten my driver's license, uh, I sent it off to a mechanic for Banjo Mathis, Matthews, a NASCAR guy back, uh, who, who obviously wasn't around, but his mechanic was, and he built the motor for me. Within three days of having my driver's license, I got a ticket for 75 and a 35. I was drag racing in a residential section, and I got taken to the pokey. Yeah, I'll bet. So that's a car that meant a lot to me for a lot of reasons, but it also taught me that I, I better have a little more discipline. I think so. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, a lot more discipline, that's for sure. Oh, my goodness. Well, we've all made silly mistakes in our lives. How about Sellers? Let's go on from that story and that memory. How about Sellers Remorse? Right into another sad memory. Uh, is there a car you've let go that you really wish you had back? Um, probably one of the, the race cars that I built when I was in medical school was a BMW 325i. You know, it wasn't anything special, but it was just a great solid car that we built. And I owned that car for 25 years. I wasn't doing anything with it. And I sold it to a guy who wanted to start racing. And although it wasn't very valuable, then and now still is a car that holds a lot of meaning to me. Yeah, no doubt. Yes, yeah, the memories. I think that's the case for a lot of times, and I know people who've had chances to get their old cars back, and they kind of said, eh, maybe I shouldn't have gone there. Kind of like an old girlfriend. Maybe yeah. I should just let that memory sit where it sits and <laughs> not go back. But uh, Saying that, I'm hoping that uh, the person who bought it doesn't hear this so that they don't call me to buy it back because I don't want it back. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll, uh, we'll just say, uh, you know, there's, uh, there's not enough room in the garage right now, so I'll pass on that one. Yeah, That's the best way exactly. to answer that question. Well, I would love for you to share a lot more with our listeners about Austin Hatcher Foundation, all the different things that you guys do there, the services that you provide. I mentioned some of that at my introduction here, 
But I'd love for you to share it through your eyes because you're one of the co-founders of what this foundation really does for people. And uh, and a little bit, we touched on the relationship with Par in, but I think that's an intriguing part of it too. Well, I'm going to kind of start with that side of So not only does the automobile passion and industry fund the majority of what we do, it also is part of the therapies that we do. And so one of the things that we have, we've opened up our Education Advancement Center, and we're here in in Chattanooga. We're about a mile and a half from Coker Tire. And the theme in our center is automotive. So there's, there's vintage motorcycles in here. There's vintage cars in here, car parts, different things like that. So when you walk in the door, you don't feel like you're coming into a medical center. We have the, the industrial arts section. We're using tools, wrenches, and nuts and bolts to help the children with their to restore their dexterity and do sensory training, but also hand-eye coordination and strength. And wow. that's where the hot hot rodders of tomorrow program comes in: is assembling and disassembling motors. Mm-hmm. Part of the deficit that occurs is they have difficulty with memory speed, processing speed, and that's when you've got a an engine to take apart and put together that has to follow a specific recipe. You have to remember the recipe. You have to apply it, and then you've yeah. got to have the textile to tactile to feel the ratchets and that kind of stuff, as well yeah. as torque wrench. Wow. So we're using those things to help the children. We have a really great program. We just um, where we're taking vehicles and doing upfitment. So this year we just completed a project to build an authorized 2017 Hearst Jeepster. Nice. So <laughs> back in 1971, cool. we had a 71 Hearst Jeepster as a demo vehicle. And so it was really a cool car to me. And then on, on retrospect, I think they built 99 of them or some small number like that. Mm-hmm. So we had an opportunity this year working with Rugged Ridge to get the parts to recreate that concept in its original red, white, and blue coloring. And it's got big suspension, big brakes, all kinds of stuff done to it. One of the Mountain View Jeep local dealer donated the vehicle. And Hearst Performance Vehicle authorized this as a one-of-one. So the kids built it. They've gotten to see it. It is on display for Rugged Ridge as they travel around the country. And ultimately, it will go to the lake auctions in Dallas on uh, November 15th and sell. The money will come back to the foundation. So in our shop, we've got projects like that where the kids and the families, parents, they come in, they help work on a project. They see it builds their self-esteem and learning to do something, seeing something finished, and then seeing other people appreciate it. Uh, well, what an interesting and very unique and different way. To support families, which, you know, lots of times the families are kind of left behind as the focus is on the patient, of course, but the families are kind of secondary, but to involve them in the program, get them actively involved. I mean, what a wonderful, really brilliant what you guys have done there. I love it. It's fantastic. And what are, yeah, what are some of the services that you provide to help these families aside from that? Um, The other thing that, that we do, there's a handful of them. So there's marriage counseling, there's financial counseling. There's parenting. So parent-child interactive training is a particular type that we use where the parents will go in this room that they're mic'd up and then psychologist is in the other room. And it's teaching the parents to be a coach to their child, to work mm-hmm. through the process, and to, to help them with their skills. So, you know, one example is that 
when the child has cancer, most parents don't want to discipline them. Yeah. And so the child goes through three and a half years of treatment undisciplined. Yeah. And now you've got to, you know, rein them in afterwards because they yeah. become a prince or a princess. Right. The siblings, on the other hand, have gotten all their discipline and they need their own type of support. And so teaching the parent how to work through that process. Mm, balancing um, act, it, yeah. Yeah. You know, even without cancer in your life, um, my yeah, children it's a, did not It's come. enough of a balancing act, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes, my kids didn't come with a manual, owner's manual. No, nor did so mine. That, that's another set of programs that we do. We also do uh, diversionary therapy things where we take Pinewood build, uh, build top Pinewood cars to the hospital. Oh, oh yeah. Car drivers build them with the kids. We have art and music therapy that is it's amazingly comforting to the families when they're in the hospital getting treatment. It's it gets them away from the things going on. We have. Uh, what's called neurocognitive test for the child with cancer and their siblings. And that basically is your baseline dyno to see how their brain is functioning. And then mm -hmm. back from that, you can look at tools to optimize that. Wow. So It's just tremendous what you're doing there. And what's the best way for our listeners to look at what you're doing, get involved, and even donate some to help what the foundation is up to? Well, the best way to find out more about the foundation is look at our website. It is HatcherFoundation.org. There you That's go. HatcherFoundation.org. You can learn about the Jeep build. You can learn about uh, where we are with IMSA. So we'll be at the different racetracks across the U.S. with IMSA almost every weekend that they have a race where they are doing a program locally. You can volunteer uh, here. You can volunteer there. Uh, you can help us. Uh, raise money in your community to provide services in your community. Obviously, we have Facebook. I'm on LinkedIn. You can also go to Twitter uh, accounts as well. We're constantly, you know, we're, we have secured the concept for our next build. We also have secured it for the subsequent build. So we've got a four-month project that's going on right now. And then we've got another four-month project going on after that. And we need parts donated and we People can come in and help participate in those builds on the car as well and work with the kids. Very cool. I'll make sure I put links to all these on Jim's show notes page on the Cars Yeah website. Just go there. Check out what they're up to. I think you're going to find this absolutely spectacular. Very unique, fascinating, tying cars into helping children that are dealing and their families that are dealing with cancer. Ah, I love it what you're doing here. Well, Jim, here's a very introspective question for you. If you were a vehicle, if you were manifested into a car or a race car, what would you be and why? Well, I'll change that to a vehicle. <laughs> okay. I'll have to I'll have to change it to to reference it to books my parents read me and one I've read to my children. And that is the little train that could. Yes. <laughs> and what's that what's the vehicle relation here? Is it the actual train? Are you a train? <laughs> well, I I guess so, in that my parents taught me you can be anything you want if you're willing to put your mind to it, but you gotta work. And I would tell you that a race car driver, a doctor, a teacher, a founder of the foundation, you know, all those things, those are unusual paths. My parents taught me that I could be, I wanted to be, if I wanted to work at it. And that's that little train that could. Jim, the train that can. <laughs> so, uh, oh, you're a very great parents. You're a very fortunate man. Well, Jim, up next is the last lap before we put the pedal to the metal. Let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah! sponsors. Hey, Cars Yeah, I'm a huge fan of Covercraft. I've protected my vehicles with their products for decades. Want to keep your vehicle's interior looking new? It's easy with Covercraft seat covers. 
They'll protect your seats from the daily abuse of pets, children, weekend adventures, and even those everyday spills. It's a fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. All Covercraft seat covers are easy-on, easy-off design that are machine washable. You can choose from many fabric options, colors, and accessories, all designed and carefully sewn for your special vehicles. Their seat gloves are semi-custom fit for cars and trucks, and their seat savers, a favorite of mine, are custom-tailored to fit your seats like a glove. Work truck seat covers are tough, durable, denim-weight fabric. It's like putting a pair of rugged jeans on your truck's seats. Want to stay warm? Covercraft also offers seat heaters. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at Covercraft.com and tell them Mark at Cars Yeah sent you. That's Covercraft.com. What's every automotive enthusiast dream? To design and build that perfect garage. My friends at Metron Garage are a group of creative talents who've combined their passion for cars with their careers in architecture. Their service includes unique garage design and state-of-the-art fabrication. They will create the coolest custom garage for you and your vehicles. Metron Garage's system features fully engineered commercial-grade material and structural framing that's stronger than traditional construction. Their designs are pre-engineered to meet your building codes for fast, bolt-together construction. With over 25 years of experience, you'll see a 3D rendering to visualize your custom garage and the final structure will fulfill all your storage needs. Contact Metron Garage today and begin realizing your dream garage. Go to metrongarage.com. That's metrongarage.com. Garages built for discerning enthusiasts. Where it's not just a garage, it's where your dream garage comes true. Okay, Jim, we are back and we're entering the last lap. I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? Slow in, fast out. Yes. <laughs> I remember that from my racing school days. It works every time. Would you share one of your personal habits you believe has contributed to your many successes? Tenacity. Yes. Do you have a resource that you would like to share with the listeners you think they would benefit from? Well, I think just learning more about the foundation through HuntyourFoundation.org. I, I think that there's everyone who knows someone who's affected. And part of it is is educating them on things that are available to help improve the quality of life after cancer. Yes, absolutely. My mother's a cancer survivor, thank goodness, for many long years now, uh, doing great. So, yeah, but I remember back to those days when she was diagnosed. Very difficult, challenging. You just don't know what to say, what to do, how to be. It's just very, very awkward, challenging time. So uh, definitely, again, I'll put a link to the foundation on your show notes page. Now, if I could arrange for you to have a drink with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased, who would that be? I have two. One would be Steve McQueen. And <laughs> cool. the, the second would be a gentleman named Tom Natchew, who is the announcer for the World Challenge Series. And Tom held Hatch when he was born and subsequently mm. passed away not long after Hatch. And I would oh, wow. love to sit down and talk to him again. Yeah, I think that would be pretty cool. My listeners will uh, remember I have had Chad's son on the show. Um, so you can go back and look those shows up. He was actually on the show twice and he's uh, got an interesting uh, horror event that he started and memory of his father to help the boys ranch uh, in Los Angeles for children that have kind of got strayed the wrong way and uh, need some direction. So uh, 
doing some great things there. Jim, how about a book? Is there a book you'd like to share with our listeners? Well, I think you're going to see a theme throughout this interview, but um, (laughs) the book that is amazing is a book called The Boys in the Boat. Hmm. It was written by James Brown and published in 2013, and it's a true story about the University of Washington crew team Mm -hmm. going for a gold medal during the 1936 Berlin Olympics. It is a great story. First time that book's been mentioned. I love it when New books are mentioned here because there's a great place on the Carshow website called Guest Recommended Books, where I'll put this book that Jim has uh, offered us today and all the past 1,122 guests that came before Jim. uh, There's way over a 1,000 books listed there, and I made it real easy for you listeners to just click and buy. All right, Jim, we're up to the checkered flag, and this last question can be a bit of a doozy. Today, I'm going to buy you any cool collector car in the world, but there are rules to this game. First and foremost, you have to keep the car. You can't sell it to put that money into the foundation. I'm sorry. You got to keep the car. You've got to drive, because I know that's what you do. You've got to drive the car. Um, It's the only one you can have in your garage. You can keep your street car, but this is the only play car you can have. What's it going to be? Okay. If you listen back to the original conversation, before (laughs) I started racing cars, I was talking to my brother about buying a Z8. I ended up buying a Z8 in 2003, 2004, I guess. And I've had that car sitting in my garage since that time. Mm. And that is the car I want. And it's the car that sits in my garage as exactly this you defined. (laughs) Well, I love it when my guests already have their dream car for a couple reasons. One is you already have your dream car, which is pretty darn cool. The other is I don't have to buy you a car today (laughs) because I buy five cars a week. It's really starting to wear on me a little bit here. My wife looks at me kind of going, how come there's no money left in our bank account? Well, I like to buy people car, people car for them, honey. But uh, I'm so happy you have that. Those are tremendous cars. I remember when they came out and the design was kind of a little funky, a little different. And I had a good friend here in the Northwest, Steve, who brought his down and tossed me the keys and said, take it for a drive. You're going to change your opinion. And oh my gosh, I came back saying, I want this thing. And uh, they're awesome. Satch Carlson, who's a BMW uh, club guy who... Uh, is in charge of their wonderful Roundell magazine. He's been a guest on the show. He bought one last year, I believe it was, maybe the year before. Just speaks highly of it. So uh, you're a very lucky guy, Jim. What color is your Z8? It's uh, black on black. Oh, okay. The black stealthy ride. So nice, nice. Well, Jim, you have taken us on an incredible ride today. What an inspiring ride today. I've le- enjoyed learning more about you and the foundation. Just absolutely fan- fantastic. I want to thank you for sharing this journey with us. Could you offer us a little parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you rip off into the sunset or down the track in that Z8? Well, I think, you know, one of the things that makes life fun is to being able to sew your passions together so that they all move in the same direction. And by exercising one passion, you're exercising the other. And yes. certainly with automobiles tied into the Austin Hatcher Foundation, that is certainly a case for me. And I think it makes life fun. You figured it out. I said that earlier. That is figuring out the secret sauce to life, how to wrap your passion into what you do. And if you can wrap it into what you do and make money at it, even better. And if you can do it in a foundation where you can help others, that's the ultimate. And again, what's the best way for people to learn more about Austin Hatcher Foundation? The best way to find out is hatcherfoundation.org. That's the website. And you can also look up uh, Austin Hatcher Foundation on Facebook and Twitter. There you go. Well, listeners, again, I'll put links to all these on 
Jim's show notes page on the Carjia website. Just type Jim Osborne into the search bar and that page will pop up with links. I encourage you to check out what the fine work, the incredibly noble work, the wonderful work that they're doing, Austin Hatcher Foundation. It's just absolutely spectacular. Jim, I hope our paths cross someday in person where I can shake your hand and, and say thank you for what you do for people in life. Thanks for being so generous today with your time, your expertise, and for sharing your experiences with Carjia listeners. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thank you, Mark. We really appreciate the opportunity to be on here today and uh, look forward to meeting you soon. Well, thank you. It's an honor to present what you're doing to my listeners. really is. Thanks so much. You take care of your cars, but who takes care of your investments? Tune-ups aren't just for engines. Updating your financial plan is important, too. Your GPS may take you from A to B, but it won't help you on the road to financial freedom. For that, you need a good co-pilot and a very trusted advisor. Chris Kimball, CFP, is just the man for the job. He'll guide you down that road without driving you crazy. For over 25 years, Chris has helped people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. With a master's degree in financial services, he is eminently qualified. And he's a car guy, too. Learn more at chrisvkimball.com or call 866-ON-A-PLAN. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member FINRA SIPC. CK Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.